0: You so no thinking you greater than the Gungans? Me so like.
1: The Incomparable, number
0: 137, April 2013.
2: It is a
1: difficult time for The Incomparable podcast panelists. They've already spent an hour talking about Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace, and most importantly, about taxation and trade routes. And yet there's so much more to be done, we've barely begun to scratch the surface of the actual movie beyond that opening part where there's a droid and a bunch of lightsaber stuff. And so now we return you to those thrilling days of 1999 with our panelists, Steve Lutz, John Syracusa, Monty Ashley, Dan Moran, Serenity Caldwell, Greg Noss, and me, your host, Jason Snell. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm trying to blow through some stuff here. Uh, we get to Nabu, which is Italy. I wanted to ask about, uh, the whole Padme, uh, there's a queen and a handmaiden thing. She's an elected queen.
0: She doesn't even use the Clark Kent glasses. She could have the decency to use Clark Kent glasses. Then we, then at least we could believe. Are they both <laughs> Natalie Portman?
1: Is there, is there, is it all split screen? Is there also a replacement for Natalie Portman?
3: I never understood it when I watched it. I still don't understand it. I still don't know when it's her. It's not clear to me when she's the decoy and when she's when, and she's, when she's not. It's well, different favorites. actresses. It's
0: different actresses.
4: She is real up but to the her point love is where not. Captain Tanaka <laughs> says, "Your Highness, this is getting very bad. Perhaps we should consider doing." <laughs> You know things, and then the very next scene where she's seen walking down the stairs, and they're like, "We're going to force you to sign the treaty." That is not her. She is now Padme, and uh, Kira Knightley is pretending to and be. Kira
0: Knightley is pretending to be here. Okay, so, so apparently, the apparently, they didn't need the Clark Kent glasses because you guys can't tell the difference. I couldn't I believe can't. this. I was watching it, and I'm like, "Who could not? Who does not recognize Natalie Portman's lips?" Apparently. Somebody, and there are a lot of people in this podcast.
2: John's paying a lot of attention. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Even anytime you can see Natalie Portman's face... It's clear, like that's basically the way it works to me. Is like in the, it, like without the makeup on, like if it's not without like, the if it's makeup, obvious, it's true. her. It's not doubled. It's just Kira Knightley playing. Yeah,
3: but on. frequently it's shaded by the the hood that she's got on. So yeah, in those yeah. Cases, but you can. I, but she's still she's still recognized. She's recognizable. usually right you can still up see in the her the It's Pretty distinctive uh, on the left. I guess side. what we're saying is she's got a pretty good. Decoy. I'm just. I'm really confused. I don't think
0: she does. I think you people are like it's, it's like uh, you know queen racism. Like all ducks look alike. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. I put on the makeup. All for not
3: amidala obsessives. <laughs> she's got a pretty good.
1: Kira Knightley does bear a very strong resemblance. To
5: Natalie does. Portman. at least oh, at, that, at that age, certainly. Are,
1: are you Are you telling me if you saw? It- I like the switcheroo at the end, but there are just many points in this movie where make make I'm like, I don't really know. Is she? Was she the Handmaiden all along? Was it's she
4: just the not before? set up properly? You guys
0: there have bad face the, recognition, uh, I think.
4: The interesting thing, so. As a 12-year-old, when this came out, uh, there were novelizations. There was a novelization of the book, and then there were also two diaries, each from the point of view of – one from the point of view of Anakin and one from the point of view from, of that, Amidala. That
5: kid can't
1: write.
4: Yeah, no. His <laughs> his diary was crap. But uh, well, Remember, her-
1: nobody can read in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary, it is very hard to be the queen – we are not amused at being the queen. <sighs> Dear Diary, today I met an angel.
4: The Amadala book actually has a fairly straight timeline and everything makes sense. And apparently they should have used that for the script and not actually the actual script. Because mm. the actual script, it doesn't make any sense when she's switching, why she's switching. And the only reason why they have that in the movie at all is be- so they can pull that switcheroo, switcheroo at the very at the end. end. Which, Which is the tiniest really little thing. They
3: don't even it's emphasize it. It's the
4: tiniest it. little thing. It's and not important it's not, either. They could no.
3: completely have re- replaced that with something else and just saved us a lot of confusion. And it sets up <laughs> a really weird moment where you realize that Kira Knightley, as
6: the person who's just there to die in her queen's place, just ordered queen amidala to go
5: wash a droid yeah that, <laughs> yeah. that totally got me like there, there was the thing is like it, there's there's so much stuff that is so blatant on the rewatching. and yes i understand you already know what's going to happen you already know there's a decoy but at the same time there's parts where she's like talking to the handmaid like it's really dangerous for all of us like you got it like it's just it's yeah it's they beat you over the head with it and and like you're saying, it doesn't it doesn't really make any sense. And like, who did anybody vote for this person? Does she have executive
1: powers? Like, I'm worried about the parliamentary procedures here. She's talking to the prime minister, and and Natalie Portman is the handmaiden. And I keep looking to see if there's going to be like a little like glance. And it's like the hand, the her decoy is making deci- executive decisions. I'm <laughs> like, like, what if that should... decoy is just like, I want to put one of my handmaids to death. Like would anyone stop her? <laughs> Look
5: over at the real queen and like get a nod or something, right? Don't just be like, oh let's do that. And why does
6: she even have decoys? She's an elected official because these people like to elect fourteen year old girls to be their leader. Do it's they always have to find the six people willing to die for
5: her? It's like it's like the Kevin Klein movie.
1: There's game, a lottery basically. You know? And they generally travel on the same um Transports. So if they got shot down, they would, they would both, both die. die anyway.
0: yeah, at a certain point, yes. it became like she was being a kind of a jerk to constantly have a decoy. Like when they went to the Gungans, it's like, Jesus, can you go into any situation where you don't put the, like, let's, all right, we're going somewhere. Oh, let's use a decoy because I think I might be killed. It's just a constant, like, she can't go to the grocery store. It's like, all right, well, I'll go to the grocery store, but let's have the decoy go to the grocery store and I'll walk behind it. <laughs> like everywhere you got it. That's, it's just it's like non-heroic to constantly go everywhere and have lead with your decoy because what you're basically saying. That's what I do with my decoy. It's like a Saddam Hussein thing like he had decoys it's not yeah. it's not an honorable <laughs> the thing the real queen is in a spider hole somewhere
2: if you knew she was going to be responsible for the next two movies you'd want to kill her too
5: <sighs> but I, I gotta go with whoever was it like was it Steve or Monty or Greg who said the, uh, the making the the queen wash the droid that just <laughs> that just makes no sense <laughs> no. it makes no sense she's just like really getting off on this like oh I get to be queen now you go wash a droid like I mean again she could have had her thrown out the airlock and then where would
2: we be <laughs> Wash a droid is the best euphemism I've heard.
3: (laughs) Go wash a droid. The confusion also ruins what what could have actually been a pretty good moment, which is where Anakin goes to say goodbye to to Padme. And she responds, the queen, who I assume at that point is Padme, says, I'm sure her heart goes with you. Right. It's it's clear. I'm thinking about it. That yeah, that's probably Padme. That's that's actually the queen at that point. I, but... I
0: still can't believe you people can't tell the difference between these two actresses.
3: <laughs> no, no, can't, not at all. Why is she in full headdress in her dressing room in that scene?
4: <laughs> she could take that. hat off. She's about to go address the Senate. She's yeah, or she just came ready. back from
3: a meeting. She changes clothes a lot for somebody with such a complicated wardrobe.
4: Yes. And apparently she has a big wardrobe on that tiny little yeah. ship.
0: Yes. Well, they do consider selling her wardrobe as to pay for the hyperdrive, so it mm-hmm. tells you what kind of clothes she's got.
1: John's lip recognition is so strong that if he were an enemy agent, he would know enemy who agent to
2: assassinate.
0: Can you if we just if seriously, if you just saw two pictures of those actresses headshots, hair hair hidden or pulled back and you saw those in white face with
2: distracting red makeup? Yes, you yeah, you don't think you could tell Knightley, the difference? Both
0: super famous. I, How can you not know what they look like? I mean, because now, of the weird,
1: because it's just so weird with the white face and the funny red thing. You could throw Marcel Marceau into that combination; I and couldn't the, tell them apart. I think, it's I think we're
5: missing the big point, which is that the Jedi who can apparently like read people's <laughs> thoughts and stuff.
3: <laughs> <can't tell laughs> oh, you got me! And he can them, tell I whether could... there's a, a ship or a, or a lightsaber on an iPad that's on the other side right. of the room, but he can't tell if it's Kieran Knightley or yeah. Natalie uh, Portman. That,
2: that's the same test Bill Murray uses in Ghostbusters.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and these
1: are Jedi that use mind control at a moment's
6: notice just to get out of mildly annoying conversations
1: yes so okay i i want to i want to move ahead to the pod race now because we but wait there's more and 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 also point out speaking of stupid things the jedi do i I was struck really jedi this is the best you've got is why don't we enter a race Um. and bet our entire spaceship and on this kid that's the best idea you have? Wagon strategic genius.
0: Well, the, the best part is that in the, in the discussions of of that decision, of like the script has to fence in this decision to make it be the decision. So it's like well, do you, do you know any people who are friendly to the Federation? Nope, not on this planet. Well, I guess you're right then. This is the like they, they have this discussion right. where it, several alternatives are offered and shut down by this random slave woman who you just right. met. Right. And he's like, "Well, that, that you know, there it is. It's perfectly logical. I don't have money, can't get money, even though I'm a Jedi. Uh, there's no one else here is friendly. So this kid thing, that's it. That's the only choice. Can't
2: mind control Watto, the only creature we've ever met that can't have his that is yeah. immune to Jedi powers.
0: Uh, second. Jabba's also Java, technically.
3: And Watto tells him that uh, that nobody else on Tatooine is likely to have a replacement for their leaking hyperdrive. But yeah, he yeah, just, he that just takes that at face value. Okay, yeah. yeah, he's probably telling me the truth. This guy's not shifty at all. Hey, don't look on eBay. You wouldn't be able to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't walk across to the other 15 parts dealers in
6: Tatooine. No, he could at least use his Jedi powers on someone else to steal their money and then give it to Watto.
1: I feel like this would have would have worked a little bit better if the diversion to Tatooine had been more dramatic, like they were going to crash and they had to go to Tatooine and the things were kind of busted it's, up and they said the were, hyperdrive like, is leaking like, and, and they were desperate. <laughs> but it happens almost as an aside, like oh. But the hyperdrive has a leak, so we have to go Damn. to Tatooine. and <laughs> So we'll go there. Just
2: pull there's into the no... hyper gas station and get it patched up. We need to, to wax the ship.
1: It was it was leaking midichlorians. They're in short supply, man. There's no drama in that, and so when they get there, they don't seem that desperate. So that 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 struck me as as a problem. And then we so you know and yeah, there's virgin birth and midichlorians and all that. But then <laughs> th- then there's this pod race.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Was the midichlorians before or after that? Because I have one point on the midichlorians. After, there. okay. It's so after. The part with the part where he's uh, he's talking into his uh, lady's uh, razor, <laughs> and, uh, and and that, I, I realized that's, that's after yeah. that, uh,
1: he, oh. where he's got a device powerful enough to take a blood sample, but not to analyze. Right, right.
0: So that was what, that was my point. That's what I get. And this one, he radios he sent, the analysis. He sent blood over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, he, he didn't send an analysis of the blood because if he could no. have sent an analysis of the blood over the internet, he, well, he would have had the analysis it. right there. He sent the blood blood over the internet to the other computer that then analyzed the blood and yes. told him the midichlorian no, you're, count. No, you're
5: missing the point. It's Mon- Monty's totally right. He's doing it just to show up Obi-Wan on how yeah. much more powerful <laughs> this kid is. Hey, Obi-Wan, look
6: what I found.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, what's your midichlorian count, Obi-Wan? Do you think Jedi sit around the locker room comparing midichlorian counts? Eat it, Obi-Wan! <laughs> There's there's the one Jedi who hides in the corner of the locker room to put his shorts on.
0: I could do this blood analysis myself, but the, you
3: do
2: the it. The kid Pat was Adler. already
0: bleeding, and then he poked him anyway to get the blood. It's like you didn't need the blood was already clearly on the surface. Like, well, ow, yeah, ow. Yeah, yeah, I want to know if it. he actually checked
5: his blood for infections. Because uh, what is with the Jedi lying all the time?
0: <laughs> he doesn't have any midi chlorines or
1: yeah, I want to check your blood for infections. Like the Force. Oh, Darth Maul shows up at this point too And I wanted to say, I kind of like Darth Maul He's sort yeah. of interesting and creepy because
0: And he has he's no like lines. in three scenes He has three well, lines well, Why he, he's Boba he, is, Fett. he has a very emasculating ride though Once he gets down on Tatooine He rides in this badass ship And then he, <laughs> and he climbs on this little motorcycle thing Which is totally not doing anything for his image But
2: the first thing he does is drive it over a cliff That's kind of cool Yeah, the part where he drives it over the cliff And I just thought like, wow, that was the end of that guy <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Scary, but not very smart <laughs> It sounds for all the world like Sidious says his apprentice is Garth Maul.
2: Excuse me? Party on, Wayne Sidious!
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, but also I like the fact that he introduces him to the, to the, the, whatever the hell the Trade Federation guys. And he has to like appear in his holographic form. Like, Hey, yes. how's it going? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like,
5: like, why, why? Even Palpatine has to do exposition.
6: That's a healthy
5: master Padawan relationship. Come,
2: come, yes. come, step into the webcam view.
5: But isn't he trying to like keep this whole thing like secret? Yeah, just hold like, on. Isn't the whole point? Like no. we got secret Sith guys who are scary. Like we should definitely reveal his existence to way more people.
3: <laughs> Especially these obvious incompetence. In the yeah, nobody can understand anything they say. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's true.
1: That's a good point. Anyway, I feel bad for Darth Maul because he he shows up and it's like, hey, he's kind of interesting. And then we don't see him. any apparently, he spends the entire plot of the pod race wandering around in the desert <laughs> looking for nothing. Right. Have well, you seen the, this boy?
0: <laughs> the probe the probe droids are looking
3: for. Well, him. He doesn't do anything. He sends his little he sends his balls out to do the work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He has his little uh,
1: sensor balls that go out, and and he said he kicks back and watches TV. I'd like that as a split screen where Darth Maul is watching TV in his spaceship while Obi Wan is watching TV in the other spaceship <laughs> while the rest of the plot goes on. I would like to see that. And this turns yeah. out they're like playing video games against each other, what? It's, like- yeah, it's like Pong. No, they're like doing Call of Duty. Yeah,
3: well, they're they're watching uh, Wayne's World. Obviously, part of the, the Star Wars universe is based on Wayne's Wayne's World, World.
2: and Full House party on
3: and Full House. And, uh, and, the, and uh, the Big Lebowski. So we've pretty much
5: established the canon. Brilliant. I have a question about the pod race.
1: I, I have a lot of you you're, you're the, the only the one.
6: <laughs> the reason they have to do the pod race is because gambling on the pod race is what the entire economy is based on.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. And also yes. – m- And moisture farms.
6: Sebulba always wins and practically everybody <laughs> always dies and their pod racers blow up <laughs> during the race.
3: Yes, the, the yes. gambling seems like it would be extremely one-sided on the podcast. <laughs> I, don't,
5: I don't see why
6: you would
3: have a
0: problem with this. <laughs> it's not an airtight
3: system,
5: really. What, what's your question? <laughs> yes, what is, what is the question? <laughs> Who bets the second time? <laughs> like, I've been here three days,
6: so Bulbas won every right. time. He's also the only survivor i would have bet on this human. Well, there's a lot of idiots who crash land when their hyperdrive starts leaking. <laughs> oh, it's like the Lost Island. It's got some kind of tractor on it. Right. Well, it I may
4: mean. also, to actually answer your question literally. Uh, sure. It may be people betting on the second and third place winners or betting who's going to crash ah, where. Place
3: and show. Oh, sure. okay. take yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. other bets. Sebulba and the guy with the Stooge
2: droids. That seems pretty sophisticated for Tatooine guys. <laughs> that justifies an economy based on racing.
0: Well, these things I'm sure go in streaks. Sebul- Sebulba always wins, you know, for the three months and then he dies and then the next guy who always wins comes <laughs> up. Yeah, know. maybe. I'm betting on the guy with the
1: long neck. With Sebulba, you got to bet 400 to win, four hundred and. 50. But
0: but here here I have to I have to give some credit to the pod race because the pod race is a race. It's a coherent thing yes. that happens. It there is some tension about who is in first or second place. Not that we think yes. he's ever going to lose, but at least at least it's it's a, it's a sensible story. I understand how a race works. I understand people going fast. I understand laps. I understand wanting to win. And that's something that can't be said for almost the entirety of this movie. Right. That none of it makes any sense in any rational way, and you have any connection to whatsoever. At least racing is something that could possibly finally connect with normal people. Oh, racing! I know racing. So thumbs up. Thumb. Let,
5: let me throw. Let me throw out a question here, just because I'm I'm curious. Why do you strap the engines to the front? Like, so that you're behind the exhaust the whole time? Because they're dragging the, the pod side. that you're uh, sitting in.
3: So you can reference Ben-Hur for seen Ben no no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. that.
6: But they
5: obviously <laughs> haven't seen Ben-Hur in this universe. So my question <laughs> is... They've seen World. Wayne's World in Full House. Why not Ben-Hur? Why not just put them on the back of the pod
6: where yeah. it makes perfect sense? Because then you're up front and you're going to be hitting all those things that your giant yeah.
3: engines hit. In it this doesn't matter. You die either way. We've seen this. Unless you're Sebulba, in which case you just slide to a halt and say poodoo.
0: <laughs> he was only going 400 miles an hour.
6: That's, it's like asking why wear a helmet if you hit something at 900 miles per hour. It's
1: just slightly safer. Here are the things I noticed about the pod race. G- Greg Proops is in it as Zephod Beeblebrock saying things that are supposed to be funny but aren't really funny. It looks great. It sounds great. Um it is wait it is way too long and the line that made me laugh out loud this time is uh 3PO says he has to complete two more circuits That's what I said. oh dear droid right yeah but no but I, I i love it because he's actually commenting that that's wait that's it's oh dear we're gonna be here a long time because <laughs> there's two two more laps i
6: don't,
0: I don't find the, the the pod racing scene interminable because again it has no dialogue so i'm blessedly spared that and it is a race scene not and, listening to greg Proops, huh <laughs> yeah i just don't hear oh, him i don't, I don't it, hear him
1: it's like watching somebody else play a video
5: game we're, we're literally watching the movie go around in circles yeah <laughs> <laughs> but at least it's
3: moving. The the reason the Padres seems long is because this is the first time in the course of the film and what are we at like here 40 minutes where we've spent more than 30 seconds on any given situation. <laughs> we've encountered poison, <laughs> battle droids, droidicus boss nas, the gigantic fish and all these are just set up and dispatched within like seconds and without the tiniest little bit of tension
0: and and, it's, and they're incoherent and inconsequential at least we know there's something on the line here something stupid but something on the line right. and it's a race and you know it's it's finally like something that you put together and i right. i think the race scene itself is reasonably coherent and that you could tell what's going on in the yes. race you can tell who is in what position yes. and what what each person yeah. is in each situation which like and i'm just saying this is just baseline competence of like shooting any scene about anything and finally you have right. one here you do right. have the reaction shots of the crowd which are execrable and should just like just <laughs> don't look at those at all like just close your eyes and wait till yeah. they get back to the racers
1: they're, they're using ipads to watch the yeah. race yeah and it's not near them
2: well, that's my favorite part of the race scene is that Anakin's mother doesn't want to watch. You know, she keeps turning her face away, but they make her hold the the iPad. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, want to so know so where you get one of those
3: iPads with the Viking horn holder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just a real, well, it's it, a case. They why, do make why, why do you go to watch
5: this $99? Why do you go in to watch it at the stadium when it's only like, they're only in front of you for 30 seconds? Yeah, but people do that, yeah, they do for, that in
0: real
3: life. For, for car races. And I don't, car they, race. People yeah, do that for
0: either. baseball games. Remember going to baseball games when I was a kid and I'd see people with a little miniature TV up in the cheap seats with me? Yeah,
3: But, but where, where, the, where the, uh, the pod racing is watching people play, somebody play a video game, everything up till that point has been watching somebody do a speed run who already knows where everything is, you know, and, and just – he has the walkthrough by his side, and he just blasts through everything without there being any concern whatsoever. And all of a sudden, we have a situation where there's some actual tension. There's a chance the kid might lose, although we know he's not
0: going to. And the sound, the sound design, like Jason said, sound yep. design is really good. I like the, the pod racer design, even though it makes no sense just because it looks kind of interesting. And I think the, this is one area where the effects actually do hold up, where there's almost nothing real in this entire thing, and it looks fine.
5: And I think the one thing they blow, ironically, is the music, which is it has a reused cue, yeah. which is just really weird. It's, yeah. I find that distracting every time is that there's a the cue is reused from when they escape Naboo on the spaceship. It's the exact same music. Yeah, that's weird because in the rest of the movie, John Williams is killing it.
6: Like John Williams is determined that it's all super exciting. Whatever nonsense is happening on screen.
5: Yeah, I agree. I think the uh, one of the few bright spots of the Phantom Menace is the score is actually pretty
0: damn good. Um, yes, but but how it's used in the movie is not good.
3: It'd almost be better if it wasn't so good, though, because it, it yeah it, it reflects the fact that the movie is so dismal. No, but if you just mute, if you could just mute the dialogue.
0: <laughs> well, no, but I, th- I think the score is not used well in the movie. Like we, oh, we I agree both with that. Have the soundtrack, I and mean, when you listen to the soundtrack, the soundtrack is so much oh, better yeah. than it's the cut band. to this. it's
5: cut to ribbons. Because I had uh, I bought the. Uh, when the movie came out, I bought the soundtrack, and that's a good story because I spoiled the plot for my spoiled. The mm-hmm. Yes, because yes, the, there's the, the, the a Quite, quite yellow yeah, yeah. Funeral uh, <laughs> track. I, I looked at it, I happened to pick it up in the store like three days before I went to the movie, and I was really pissed off. Um, but it, the fact is that that cut of the original soundtrack is really terrible. I mean, and then later on, they finally released a two disc version, which is actually very good. Um, but it's, I agree that, that, that it's misused uh, in a lot of places, and it's kind of cut up to ribbons, and it doesn't really, it's weird that it doesn't. Like they couldn't, you know, come up with a new cue for that scene. Like they couldn't bring Johnny Williams back for like a couple hours, have him write up something. Like I yeah. I don't know. It's it's very it's the one of the weak points in that in that sequence. The other weak point for me being right after Anakin wins Watch his friends try to high oh, five yes, that is, that is the most awkward. That's like, awesome.
0: And, and the thing about that, I showed you I tried twice. I paused it. I paused it and showed this to my wife because I couldn't believe she hadn't seen it. And I'm like, "Has hey, that scene?" She's like, "What are you talking about? Like, you don't, you don't know that scene." That is the like the thing is that's the take they used. I think about that and I just uh, shake my head because when Ren was saying like they must have been fed bad line readings, I was thinking that he did everything in one take and like that's it. That's the one we're using. Like that's the one you're using. That's the one. The guy in the mask couldn't see the kid and it's like three abortive attempts to high five and it's just the most awkward it's the most awkward thing i've ever seen on film and that's the take they use like you could have cut it out of the movie there's no reason for it to be they're like nope that's the take we got it in one next next it's a microcosm of the entire
2: film the same thing happens on the trade federation uh at on the bridge there's a navigator down in the lower corner of the screen who can't find the buttons they're supposed to be pushing (laughs) because they have a mask on (laughs) And there's so much attention paid to, you know, all of the CGI stuff, all of the tiny little details that go into that, but nobody's actually watching what the human beings on the green screen are doing. They're just fumbling around, bumping into Uh. things.
0: At I least think... one of those kids was George Lucas's daughter. Yeah, she was in the scene with looking at the pod racer. Yeah.
5: In fact, I think two of them are because I think there. Are, I looked yeah. it up and there were two people. Uh, two Jabba, girls with the Last the, name of
0: Lucas. Behind Jabba, there's one of his daughters, and I believe, and the, and the other daughter is definitely when they're looking at his pod racer and he just yeah, got yeah. it set up. And she's in the back. She has a line. She has a a line that she delivers as badly as everyone else delivers a line.
3: That's so, so
5: wizard. Well, at least he didn't have favoritism.
3: The little <laughs> the little kids are just bad news, period. I mean it's bad enough you've got Jake Lloyd stinking the place up, but then you throw four or five others in there. You got one kid saying, This is this is so
0: wizard and so the hell is yes. that, that? That kid has the best line readings in the movie besides Palpatine. <laughs>
1: What we also learn about the pod racing is that Anakin's pod is way faster than any other pod because he starts he's way behind. He's
0: like 20 he, – I counted this time. He's like 25 seconds behind, so it, it better he, be faster. He catches up, He it.
1: catches up, and the only way that, that it's even close after he catches up is is the various sorts of sabotage that happened to him, which are physical acts of sabotage, all of which he fixes by flipping switches. Yeah. Well,
3: it was really smart of him to build that little door on his pod that can close over the place exactly where Sabalba yeah. just happened to sabotage his pod. Yeah. Well, Jedi he's can that good.
5: see into the future a little
3: bit. It's the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy.
5: Uh, he's also hmm. Han Solo's dad. It's really you know. I'm... Did
2: Anakin use the Force to pull the broken cable back to him? No, he oh, used a magnet.
0: magnet. It's MagSafe. They use they yeah. use MagSafe for all their engines in the podracer. How do they work?
2: Um, yeah. Well, Anakin's entire excellent piloting skills are just flipping switches up and down. Also later during the space battle. Gui- guided by the Force.
0: <laughs> he did not crash into things, which was, which was a feat. Well, that's, that's how good of a tinker he is. He's
3: able to design something that only requires flip switching.
2: It, as he grows up, he learns to bang on the dash,
0: too. Yeah. Pod racing is uh, is like Mario Kart. There's a lot of rubber banding, so he was yeah. he was bound to get the blue shell. In the He's back like the like
3: that. Jedi Fawns. I mean, all he used to do is whack the console. <laughs> the Jedi. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, the Force
5: be
3: with you.
1: I, I'm realizing now that even though we're, we're not even close to halfway through the movie, my notes run out rapidly because I think I I lost the will to live. You
3: were beaten down. I feel the
2: same way. That, it was after the pod race.
4: You just go downhill after a while. Yeah,
1: mine too. I took my first break after
2: the pod. race Race and I didn't want to go back.
6: I have two sentences written down after the pod race.
1: So so um, I, I wanted to talk about the uh, scenes in the Galact- Galactic Senate. Which are death. Because they're really boring. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, we shit. already mentioned why does the Trade Federation even get a seat in the Senate? I guess that's the corruption. It's that corrupt. Uh, but my, my note is, oh, good, Robert's Rules of Order in space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> On floating platforms.
1: I recognize the chair, and there's a committee, and and you know again, I've got that question about uh, Padme relaying her opinions when she's not dressed up as the queen, which is very confusing. The the as as I think Ren pointed out um, when we
5: were watching it, how does she get to motion for a no confidence vote when she's not
1: in the Senate? Right. My feeling there is that is that she's as the ruler, she can step in for the for her her senator.
4: Yeah, but governor like for Massachusetts, let's just say Massachusetts is a planet. Paul oh, Patrick can't you know vote in well, this the is, house of representatives well, in the Senate. This
2: is the Galactic Republic. <laughs> Queens, right? Queens guess, aren't elected yes, either, but the problem with this movie is that the political structure is inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: that's the main. You don't problem. say. There are no other problems.
3: You should see. You should see the taxation code. Speaking of acting, um,
1: I should mention that Terrence Stamp appears here, too. And hey, kneel <laughs> before Valoro. He's a really interesting actor who is completely <laughs> boring and and speaks in a flat voice. And,
5: uh, he has nothing
0: to do.
1: Well, I will say, and, and I gave credit, and I will continue to give credit.
5: I think Ian McDermott does as Palpatine. Especially I think better is I think he's better as Palpatine than he has, is as Darth Sidious. Um, he's just game right like I think that's the thing about him he's like he's just going for it like he's the one guy there who's like, I, you know what I'm a
1: professional British actor. I'm just gonna kind of roll with this well also he the, the emperor has been defined as a character and let's let's say we've been searching for a, a a protagonist in this movie. Palpatine's the protagonist. He's the one who makes everything happen. He's the title he's created the
0: Phantom Menace he's, right He's the only one who has a brain. It's head. funny
3: that as much as these movies ruin uh, the big reveal at the end of Empire, that the, the original trilogy has already ruined this movie's big reveal.
0: Yeah. yeah but this movie
3: deserves it. I mean, the, the fact that Sidious and Palpatine are the same is so transparent.
0: Oh, so you can tell the difference between those two, but you can't tell Natalie Portman from Karen Knightley. <laughs> is that supposed to be a surprise?
5: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is I, I think if you go in not knowing that, I think you it might get by you, aside from the fact that for me at the very end during the funeral, they're like, well, which one
1: did we kill? The Master the Apprentice. Slow, pan, out, pan, Slow
0: pan, to pan to the
1: right. <laughs> you know, I, I know that that seems so obvious. And yet I, I said to my, my kids, well, you know why they're showing him, right? And they're like, no, why? And I said, because he's the emperor. And they go, oh!
2: <gasps> <laughs> so why are even Mace Windu and Yoda telling each other things they already know?
0: Exposition. So they're telling the audience they're reading. They're reading things that should never be spoken by human beings. That's they're why. not even
6: right, are they? All this stuff about oh, there's always exactly
5: two.
0: If there's always exactly two half.
6: Sith, relax, guys. There's not that many of them. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's right. You've like, always got numbers. I, I, so.
5: I like to pretend that maybe the Jedi Council is actually just
1: what the Avengers ends up being in the future after Nick Fury's <laughs> recruited them all. So oh. yeah it is funny to watch that movie now and think hey Nick Fury he's a he's a Jedi. So we, we we miss something here which is back we go back to Naboo and there's a battle which I actually think is actually I, I enjoy the grass
0: field. The, the putting green? The battle of the putting green? No,
1: Widow's 95 battle, or the Teletubbies battle, yeah. or whatever
0: it is. It's
6: the
1: rolling grass
6: hills
4: battle. battle, battle. the CGI objects. I, I, See, I, I thought, thought
0: it
6: was that. hill and toys.
0: I, I had no interest in that battle whatsoever. I didn't care about either side. It was not interesting tactically. It was not interesting yeah. visually. It was ridiculous. It had stupid blue gumballs. It had guns. Like- it had Jar Jar. Ugh.
1: I, I didn't mind that battle. I I actually thought that battle was kind of cool. But um, and I like the dro- I I like that the <laughs> the droids come on like racks and they are dispensed.
0: That was the only good part <laughs> of that battle was the droids being unfolding from their little thing. It was two seconds worth of yeah. well, that's clever. Okay, now never show me this again because like he did he did the same thing he did in Jedi. He wanted to have multiple multiple battle lines going and he wanted them to reach their their nadir at the same point, right? Like he that that's his that's his playbook. Multiple lines of action everything looks like it's going as bad as it could possibly go for all of them at once. And they all come out of them and culminate in a climax. But the problem is no one cares about any of these things. And the only one that's remotely cool, as far as I'm concerned, is the lightsaber battle. And that's not because we care about the characters. It's just because it's a cool lightsaber battle.
1: How did we skip all the way ahead to this? You're right, Steve. We did skip ahead mostly because I passed, I passed away at some point. <laughs> needed to be revived, <laughs> this moves. But we should talk about the Jedi council a little bit. I want right. to back up to that. Uh, Cause I do have that in my notes.
2: The blue guy with the neck. Who's who's TikToking behind So distracting.
1: I know things about that guy. He's a Q tip. I sense much fear in you, Yoda says. I don't Yoda, I have not seen any emotion in this in, in, in Anakin at all. How is there fear? I, I, I sense nothing
5: what, in He said him.
0: yippee. That's he's, emotion. He's, he's, he's perfectly content.
5: Guys, that's the reveal oh like that's the whole reason that anakin is so flat the entire time is so that yoda can point out that he knows there's fear in him because he can see inside his head even though qui-gon couldn't tell the difference
1: between two teenage girls fear leads to anger anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering suffering
0: leads to sitting stationary in chairs in a circle
2: the second and third movie.
0: Like again, if you have the scene where they're all sitting in these chairs, like Yoda, like this is the puppet Yoda, right? It's not the CG Yoda until he's walking around later, right? So uh It a- depends
5: which version you watch. Ugh. In the Blu-ray version, he has been replaced with a CGI version.
0: The fact that you're aware of that makes me so
3: sad for you, Dan. Uh <laughs> I watched I watched that version.
0: <laughs> but he's trapped in that chair and like it removes this essential puppetness. It's like everyone is trapped in chairs and talking to each other because what what muppets do then bouncy walk right That's how you can tell it's a friggin muppet if not, it's just a little thing sticking out of a chair, and like all these scenes, just people in chairs. Talking. He's like, he could, he's like a pillow. No. <laughs>
3: you know, I think I think, remove your essential puppetness is just short of go wash the droid for me, as far as you <laughs> <laughs> are concerned.
2: Muppetness. I liked when the Freud-looking member of the Jedi Council with the forehead said, your yeah, thoughts yeah. dwell on your mother. I thought the movie was going to go in a completely different direction. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Tell me, in small words, the good things about your mother. Uh-oh. I don't like
2: this is going at all. <laughs> Sometimes a lightsaber is just a lightsaber. <laughs> Wash the droid, Steve.
3: That's, I had two notes from the senate scene. Since we kind of jumped over that, first of oh, all, yeah. just I totally understand how the Queen got elected because she's a real dynamic presence. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, what what is it I'm supposed to think about the fact that Jar Jar finds the Queen pretty hot? She says she's pretty hot.
0: But well, that's that's like good. He was using that as good. Have you seen Gungan Ladies?
3: Who is this movie for? <laughs> is
0: my question. What? Excuse me. I, you know, I
5: was saved from that by the fact that I could not understand a word that he word said. He said. I, I, know. I couldn't have told you I said that.
3: He says something about her looking something something, and then he says "pity hot." It's like, oh my god, really?
5: Yeah. No, but I think that means something else in Gungan. Is the problem? <laughs> Seriously, nothing in Gungan. She means looks exactly uncomfortably what it warm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for it her. Heavy, there's those are heavy robes and a really heavy hat. Why didn't she live under the water
6: in a horrible swamp like normal people <laughs> in a bubble?
2: Yeah, she did say that Tatooine was too warm for her. She's got ventilation problems.
5: Space is cold, Annie. <laughs> so, so we talked about we talked about the uh, the council a little bit, but do we do we have that bit where um, where Anakin? We mentioned briefly the Anakin going to say goodbye to Padme, just because I want to point out that that's the Jimmy Mcnulty cameo. He's the guard who lets him yeah. in. Mm-hmm. God. Poor Jimmy. Yeah, that,
0: try not to see those. The the part notes I have here around that area is when they go to the Gungans and this is the worst reading of Natalie Portman in the entire movie, also terrible writing as usual. I ask you to help us No, I beg you to help us. Great writing there. How long did you have to think about that? She delivers the line basically exactly as I did. And then the accented crazy line that comes back is, I will now explain my internal monologue out loud in an idiotic way. You so no thinking you greater than the Gungans? Me so like that's it that's I, like
5: that's uh, seriously you left off at
6: least and then
2: one. You, do
5: <laughs> you don't think you're better than me i like that and and as and as rationale that doesn't actually make sense either really
0: no no and that's nothing sense. it's just it, like this you don't write it's not writing it's not even they're not even writing dialogue it's it just it just doesn't make any sense
1: that uh dual headed lightsaber thing was kind of awesome
0: yeah, some people I saw some people who were down on that. I saw people in the chat yeah. room who were down on it and some people are like, "Oh, I don't like that." Are you kidding out of all the things in this movie that are so incredibly terrible? <laughs> you're not you're going to Oh, well, lightsabers can't come out of book. So, here's
4: my problem with the double-sided lightsaber. The double-sided lightsaber in of itself is cool. The fight is really cool. It's nicely choreographed. Only problem is it's just like it's just like anything else uh everything else we've been saying about the lightsabers where it's just it's too much you're overselling the point of lightsabers and you it leads to something like the what happens in the third episode with the guy with like the zillion lightsabers and the million arms like they just keep on overtopping it
1: i like the idea that some somewhere some sith lord was like lightsaber yeah it's cool what if i put two of them together (laughs) oh well this is awesome why didn't i think of this earlier twice as cool what if it had three
5: blades so lightsabers are basically razors from our world <laughs> yes
3: I, I do like the oh, fact boy. that he starts up the one side and then waits a beat for maximum oh, yeah, yeah, impact yeah. and then fires up the other
5: dude the guy's got face paint he knows dramatic beats come are on you getting it now it bothers <laughs> me
6: that it makes the lightsaber fights in episodes four through six look really odd like <laughs> this is what lightsaber look fights look like ray park flip it around like a maniac
2: but that's they're they're over choreographed. There's no they spin when they don't need to spin. Mm-hmm. They jump when they don't need to jump. There's a video out there on the internet where they stop the person <laughs> ducking from when he ducks, and the lightsaber would have missed him anyway.
5: I, I I do have to say my this this provides one of my favorite memories of going to see this in the theater because the point where uh, Darth Maul comes in and the Jedi's shrug off their robes. A guy like two li-
1: two rows ahead of me goes, "Oh, Jedi, gonna throw down!" <laughs> Which
5: to me is still one of my
1: favorite memories of going to that movie. Uh, uh, you know, I again, I like I like kind of like Darth Maul. I think he's interesting. He's in three scenes. He has the two lightsabers. He jumps around. The reason we don't see more people with two lightsabers is because you know it, it's. It, it doesn't end. It doesn't end up well yeah, for Darth it's like Maul capes for I guess superheroes. I mean. it's Although, see, and again, practical. I, these are all the parts of the of that thing that I like. What I don't like is uh, there is yet another uh, incompetently designed. I feel like this was the early an early design by the same firm that that uh, designed the Death Star.
0: Yeah, giant giant power beams, bridges without railing. bridges
1: without ha- handrails, people handrails
0: yeah they had them in empire at least right there was Handrails
1: the hallway of pointless force fields and
0: the hallway of pointless force fields which is one step away from galaxy quest that's
5: my favorite thing
0: from the carnival which he could have which he could have speed run through but they'd already established earlier in the same exact movie that jedi have the ability to speed run and he does mm-hmm. not do that now yeah well, he would have right. just
2: taken a lightsaber in the face that would have it been it felt totally like a video game arbitrarily blocking you from yes. getting through
4: yeah it's a boss fight Yes. But it does make one yes. of the,
3: one of the one of the best better set pieces I think in the film as dumb as it is because I love the bit where uh, where Darth Maul is walking back and forth menacingly, and Qui-Gon goes down and, and meditates.
2: That is, a and, really and Obi-Wan cool thing.
0: jumps up and down to get himself psyched up. I mean, right. I, I, it, what, that scene was over-choreographed, but like if you look at it in the same vein as like Kill Bill or Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, those are all over-choreographed and silly, too. I'm willing to go with that. I like those type of fights. I'm perfectly... It's just I don't care about the characters. I don't care about anything else that's going on in this movie. So that's, that's the big problem. Like, if I think about, you know any of these movies you if you don't have any engagement in the character or plot only thing you can do is try to appreciate it on the level of watching like a saturday morning kung fu movie or whatever Uh, and even on that level it's like so-so but
2: uh, and the trade federation their lips don't match their words
0: (coughs) yeah it's very there is that vibe going on there but like yeah I, i cut together just the lightsaber battle from that movie and if you put it together in that way it looks like an over choreographed lightsaber battle and they do save it for the end of the movie and it's not that long but its problem is like every other problem movie. It's pointless. The whole movie is pointless. You don't care about these people. It's dumb. You don't care when Qui-Gon dies. Like all the problems that, right. that you could possibly have in any kind of narrative are there. But just the, the choreography, eh.
3: It ends in the most imp- improbable way possible, which is that the guy who clearly does not have advantage because he's hanging from below. It's so and- shocking
0: that he jumped up. I will not block. First of all, he telegraphs exactly
3: what his next move is going to be by, by, by continuously staring at where the, the fallen lightsaber is. And then he flies directly over the guy with the active lightsaber's head. And then even yep. worse, and and I can't believe that—maybe uh, this has been pointed out before, but it's the first time I've noticed it. As Obi-Wan is leaping over his head, the lightsaber changes hands. The, Darth Maul's lightsaber actually moves from the left to the right hand between scenes. doesn't matter.
0: He's not going to do anything with the lightsaber anyway, so what does it matter?
3: But there's no way he could have actually moved it from hand to hand. It's just, it's just yeah, a screw-up. Cont- someone I made mean, a he continuity error. He has yeah. complete control over everything that goes on in the film, except, I guess, what the actors except are doing, the script. obviously. And the script. And, and himself, I guess, most importantly. And he he manages to screw up that crucial moment. It's unbelievable.
5: I would love to see the how it should have ended scene where, like, as Obi-Wan flips over the head he and tries to summon Qui-Gon's lightsaber, <laughs> like, Darth Maul just, like, intercepts the lightsaber and then stabs him. <laughs>
3: Yep, and then attaches the lightsaber to the other end of his broken, head.
1: <laughs> a T-shaped lightsaber,
5: and then, and then cuts off his braid it.
1: as a trophy. <laughs> no, 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 you guys, you guys missed the uh, the most important thing, which is after after Obi Wan is killed by Darth Maul, Qui Gon gets up and goes.
5: All right,
1: I got
0: rid of that
5: guy. And
1: high fives, Darth Maul, but they
0: missed.
5: Oh him yeah, a couple I thought
2: I would
0: before. never be rid of him.
2: Do you want to be my Padawan?
5: That was yeah, That was.
0: This was a really elaborate <laughs> yeah. plot just to get rid of Obi Wan. Oh man, if Liam Neeson had turned out to be Darth Sidious, wow, that would have blown my mind. Right. During that scene, though, I did think of an idea, a product idea for the Star Wars universe: uh, mitten clips for lightsabers. Think about it. Yep. It was like how many like even in just the in the real Star Wars movies, like it, they keep coming out of your hand. If you just get one of those little clips that you put that you put to hold the mittens on in the winter, it will solve so, so many plot problems and these movies would be solved by a mitten clip for your life. Says
2: favorite. the guy with the Wii.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Wii straps break, so you really want to get something more sturdy like a mitten clip.
2: I live in Los Angeles. What's a mitten clip?
3: <laughs> uh, I've lived near Los Angeles and I know what a Wii
2: strap is. Is that's another euphemism? <laughs> that's right? another
3: euphemism, yeah. isn't it? Go watch <laughs> Wash your droids, boys. The droids.
1: Uh Anakin presses the button that takes him into space and flies him directly at the droid control ship.
0: Yeah, he's too he's too young to be in the cockpit. It's like space camp. Anyone old enough to remember Space Camp? Yeah. Yes. Like it's yeah. farce it's like farce at that point. It's like, okay, we understand it's a kid's movie, no kid. like, but like well, he just got in the space on the robot makes it launch. Well he just gets in the ship and just flies him into the battle. Like that's not Star Wars. It's not.
2: He pushes random buttons. The
4: spinning thing could be fun. Let's do oh, that's spinning. a good trick. We're... I like
2: to think that Darth Vader, as he's spinning away from the destruction of the Empire, says, "Hey, I'm spinning again."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I make I make no connection between those two people. None <sighs> whatsoever. Creepy.
3: <laughs> Can somebody explain the uh, design of the uh, of the the robot um, ship? No. Nope. There used to be a That's whole done. bunch of them,
0: but then there was just one. And once you blew up that one, you win. Apparently.
3: Why the donut with the with the bite out of it? It's
0: it's probably a corporate logo. It's like corporate sponsorship of ballparks. It's a corporate Again, logo. Again, it's Death Star
1: architecture, where there is a real serious design flaw in that the reactor core is right,
0: next right to off the hangar deck,
1: which you can fly into.
5: <laughs> That's and shoot, a problem.
0: Accidentally. Accidentally.
5: Can someone explain to me why there are a bunch of battle droids just wandering around on the ship? We had enough. I got nowhere to be. Why do they need to be there? Security for security for what? Security. They need to patrol shouldn't, us. Yeah,
3: shouldn't they be all folded up and stuck in a on a rack yeah, somewhere? Like,
5: they're not. They're not out to be like. There's nobody on the ship to fight. Security.
0: It was like there's like five guys on Naboo and there's like five guys. in Except
5: ships. for when Anakin's like fighter ends up there by accident. Security
1: for what? Security. Those, those mouse no droids need, can't
5: be unsupervised.
6: <laughs> Same reason there's a jail on the Death Star.
3: The, the Trade Federation guy <laughs> is is confident because they'll never get through their shields as they're shooting at the the donut. But the shield does not extend over the door into the hangar bay. Wow, there's particle shielding and ray shielding, and
1: oh God. <laughs> yeah. You can fly a ship right. I just, on I you. just gave myself a wedgie. Yeah, yeah. Those those uh, fighter pilots have to be really sad too. They're like, hey, that's one of ours coming out of there. It's
3: a kid. Wow. We really suck. We're yeah. terrible <laughs> fighter pilots. Maybe they what, forgot yeah. that the bite was out of the donut. Like they, that, that flew off to the planet's surface or something, and they'd forgotten. They it were all there. stuck on autopilot. One
2: of the fighter pilots is from Brooklyn. And he says the deflective shield is too strong.
1: Yeah, yeah. Also, also the the no backup for the droid. Why why is there one droid control ship? I mean, even if it had just been there, was another one, and they blew it up or something to some other droid control thing that they could do, but to just have it be well, there's this ship. It controls all the droids. If you kill it then uh, all the droids just turn off. Well, there's there's pairing issues. If there's
3: two control Uh, ships, then the droids don't know which one to pair with. Uh, You don't want to see split brain droids. It's not good. It's not pretty. What's weird
2: is that Jeff Goldblum is in the ship with Anakin. They upload a virus via a power book.
6: Uh, Anakin acts completely (laughs) randomly and is successful exactly the way Jar Jar is down on Naboo, where he is flailing around and accidentally shooting people with a robot gun he has stuck on his foot.
3: On his ankle, yeah. Uh I had actually completely blanked out the whole... I've only seen this maybe three times and I had completely blanked out the entire sequence of uh, Jar Jar doing stupid things on the planet. I, I had, I had recollections famous. of that battle actually being kind of cool.
1: It, uh, well, I think it is cool other than those parts where Jar Jar... Is
6: which
0: still, is 90% that's that's is, of it. That's all, it all there is. is.
6: You're right. Yep. The thing that bugs me about Anakin's flight is that he's pushes random buttons, yelling, I don't know where the trigger is. And then it turned out to be the big red button
5: on the control stick.
0: (laughs) The the one shaped like a trigger, that one?
5: That's the trigger, yeah. yeah. He was a natural
1: pilot. He was, one of the greatest pilots. Oops, I accidentally started
5: it.
0: When I met your father, he was already a great pilot.
1: So, John, what are we forgetting? Because my notes have now run out because i had lost the will to live
0: uh no the, i my notes start to take on a sort of a, a suicidal flavor as thing. There are so, all ones that i'm not reading where it's just i i, I guess i realized that was i was just writing the words oh god or this is terrible and i with no context and thinking it would be clear to me later but it's not it's not clear to me
6: this just says yub nub 20
1: times in a row <laughs> yeah
0: do we do we want to do best worst part? Because if we don't yeah. I want to, I have one more point that I can throw in, but if we do best worst I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, we'll, it
1: we'll do that this let's let's uh we'll we'll wrap it up. I, I, I wanted to say my kids I asked them uh with some fear afterward what they thought of the movie. They've seen it several times before and they said, It was good. I, I like it <laughs> and I said, Why? Why did you like it? And they said, Well, I like the pod race. And, and and then my daughter said she actually really liked that double de decoy thing that happens at the very end where it's like, Oh, they caught us, oh, but it, there's the decoy. Ah. Uh and that was it. That was all I got out of them. So yeah, that was that that's what kids think of it. And again, I, I, I have no problem with, with you know ten year old, eight year old kids liking the movie. The problem is that it's not gonna be like those other Star Wars movies where uh, everybody can enjoy it. And you, and
0: you shouldn't have shown this movie to them because when they get older and they say, Let's watch that Star Wars movie that we have fond memories of, they're gonna go, Oh god, dad, why? Why? I know.
2: <laughs> no, but I want them to do that. Welcome to uh- adulthood, children. It's disappointment. Okay, so so we
1: this has gone on for far too long and this movie is far too terrible. So we're gonna go around the room one time and I'd like each each of you to tell me uh what do you think the best the single best and single worst thing in this movie is and i'm going to start with john
0: all right uh the best thing i'll steal probably dan's best thing the best thing in this movie is the soundtrack not the soundtrack as it's played in the movie which i think is done poorly and not highlighted at all but the soundtrack as it exists uh on the soundtrack dvd that your cd that you can buy and the reason i say this is because when i stick in like there's music over the menus in, in the blu-ray version of this thing uh When I stick that in and I hear the music, sometimes I think like soundtracks for – I like soundtracks for movies, for video games, for TV shows. Sometimes I think, all right, you like soundtracks, but isn't soundtrack kind of cheating? Isn't it just re-triggering the good memories you have from that game that you played or that movie that you liked or the TV show that you liked? When I hear the soundtrack of this movie just playing over the menus or whatever or like mixed into my iTunes collection, I like it. But it obviously has nothing to do with good feelings from the movie because I have such terrible feelings for this movie. And so this vindicates my love of soundtracks. So it's not just that you are reliving something that you, that you like. You can like a soundtrack on its own, completely independent of the terrible, terrible movie it's attached to. So I like the soundtrack. I think it's good. I think they should take it and use it in another much better movie. <laughs> Proof. <laughs> Uh, and the the worst thing about this movie, oh, uh, it's so single worst thing. It's so hard to pick a single worst thing, but I have to pick this one because it kind of gives me a twofer. I have to pick the script because the script encompasses both <laughs> the both the individual like the mic the micro level of the individual lines that are written just terribly, and the, just the overall story because the script the script encompasses that as well. There is no way to make a good movie out of this script. The end. Period.
1: All right
2: is oh. <laughs> that a pass no that the I'm, good or the bad thing it, it, I enjoyed <laughs> Ewan McGregor's accent <laughs>
1: he does a good Alec Guinness accent
2: yes he does um, I don't think he says any interesting things with it I, I don't think he emotes into it but I like his accent there's, there's okay. a wryness to it that I, that I can believe that, that that tone of voice becomes the Obi-Wan Kenobi we know um, the script has been taken. I so. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, it's, it's not a
0: draft. You can pick
2: duplicates. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's no okay. fair getting to first pick. George, George Lucas is still on the board. Uh, you know what? The thing I like least about this movie is the success of the original trilogy. This movie exists because of the success of the original trilogy. Uh, it it's just it's horrible. It's it's <laughs> gutting. <laughs> It's so much of my childhood, so much joy, so much inspiration, so much passion came from Star Wars, and then this held me down and spit in my face
1: so basically the, the we'll say your your choice
2: is the destruction of positive feelings about the previous movie. I still have those positive feelings, but i i i'm 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 rendered into inarticulateness, okay,
1: okay. Greg says re- it causes him to be inarticulate. That's his <laughs> least favorite I think, thing I think about. that's everybody that's else's favorite
2: thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Monty?
1: Uh,
6: my favorite thing is the sound effects during the pod race. I think they're really good. You can almost tell which pod is which even if you close your eyes. So the pod wished... is awesome. Yeah. John said he wished <laughs> the soundtrack would be used in another much better movie. The Padres sound effects have been used in other much better movies all the time. <laughs> They're all over the Avengers, which yes. I find distracting. Um, really? My least, my least favorite thing is the decision to have Anakin yell "Yippee" even once <laughs> uh, to make it
2: his. Was that phrase. dubbed? You never see him mouth the word. Yeah, I
0: think it, I think it was dubbed in a yes, couple of places. They added uh, that? Yeah, they went out of their way to make yeah. sure that we just felt Monty, his childlike Monty's
5: Monty stole mine, and because I will just add to that, is that it is a delivery of a line that sounds like, it is happiness forced at gunpoint. Yeah. <laughs>
6: like The yippee doesn't Yay. work on any level, and I don't see how they ever thought it could have.
1: Well, originally he shouted, "socket" to me, but that was strange, <laughs> so they, they dubbed in yippee. Ren, what about you?
4: My favorite thing about this movie is that it resulted in the game Star Wars Episode One Racer, uh, because that's a really fun game. Despite Pod Racing in the movie being kind of silly, also uh, R2D2 has some cool things to do in this movie. R2D2 really can't even. Even the additions that he gets in later movies, he really, you know, you can't screw with R2D2. He just comes off as looking awesome no matter what. Um, My least favorite thing piggybacking on everybody else uh i cannot stand well no I'll, I'll go to my initial point i cannot stand there's no main character in this plot in this uh story and the fact that the most well-developed well-fleshed out character is watto
1: all right dan
5: uh i'm gonna start with my worst thing which is <laughs> rampant racism <laughs> fair enough um Yeah, it just made me really, like, again, I haven't watched this movie, like like whoever said before, I haven't watched this movie since 1999 or 2000 or so. And I think, you know, being a lot younger at that point, a lot of that, I just, you know, I was so blinded by seeing a Star Wars movie that kind of went over my head. But this time, it just, it was so, it made me cringe. I just couldn't take it.
0: And
2: it's not, it's all over.
0: I was kind of surprised when you guys did Die Hard, I was surprised you didn't talk about the sexism and homophobia in that movie.
2: Which well, was I was shocked 80s. by is when it? I rewatched. I mean, it. There, there
5: is a thing of the time. There is a there is the fact that it is a movie of a particular time. This is a movie of a time when but we it. a long have been
0: time ago. It. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I'm waiting for Don Draper to appear. 1945, apparently. <laughs> yeah.
5: Everybody, like, oh, Qui Gon's having cocktails. Yeah. It's um, okay, so a
2: racism. Yes, racism. Dan is against Pretty bad.
5: racism. <laughs> that's, that's the thing he doesn't like. Coming up firmly against racism, also slavery. I basically yeah. <laughs> is this is this George Lucas's attempt at making Lincoln? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis was great as Darth Maul. You know,
5: <laughs> I believe Liam Neeson was actually originally attached to be yes, Lincoln was. in Spielberg's Lincoln, which yeah. you know, yeah. but then then Spielberg went and watched Phantom Menace again. And, yeah. um, and the best thing about this movie is now that we've done this podcast, I never have to watch it ever ever again. <laughs> All right,
1: <laughs> and I think Steve, are you the last to
5: go? I uh, except for
3: you, for me, yeah. Generously well, has waited the until rights. the end. Yeah, I think you're probably thinking I'm going to say the poop jokes are my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be right because there are at least four of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's a distressing number of poop jokes.
3: Poodoo! But uh, but I'm not in in this film. They just make me sad because they they prove that. That that the Star Wars films have completed their trajectory into the completely juvenile and
2: No crotch shots. Oh, no, they
3: haven't completed their trajectory by this movie. You don't think so? <laughs> no, there's two more movies after this. I don't know. I think this is pretty much bargain basement right here. Uh no, my favorite thing, I'm gonna go with the uh, the hallway of pointless force fields, because it was the one bright <laughs> the one bright, shiny thing that I could find in the last uh forty minutes of the movie. Um as far as worst thing. I'm going to go with the fact that I find it really hard to concentrate on the action in this movie. I I put the action in quotes because there's just so much crap going on in the background. I mean, most of it's admittedly more interesting than the actual plot. But when I watch this movie... Because Lucas can't restrain himself, I, I can't focus on what I'm supposed to be paying attention to. I mean the the uh, you know, Jar Jar's doing his stupid step in poop thing in the foreground and yet I'm off in the distance somewhere.
0: That's your brain trying to protect itself. That's what's happening there.
3: <laughs> I can I can kind and, and that's why I didn't see as far as I can tell, I didn't even notice all of the Jar Jar stuff going on in the battle sequence at the end because there's so much other stuff going on and it's just it's hard to keep track of what's going on. What's what I'm supposed to be focused on?
0: Because you don't care about any of it.
3: Well, there's that. And then part of the part of the problem, I think, is that this movie is it's a cartoon with that just happens to have
0: some live actors in it. Well, live ish. Let's not slam cartoons here. There are cartoons that are way more compelling. This is this is Who Framed
3: Jar Jar Rabbit. It's just one Bob Hoskins short of of being uh, I mean, it happens to be CGI instead of traditional animation. Um, but it's still a cartoon that happens to have a few live actors in it. And I understand that the natural inclination with a cartoon is is to do things that you couldn't normally do in live action, which is fine, but Lucas just, he can't stop himself from jamming in every conceivable idea, however random and, and pointless. So I guess the, the inability of George Lucas to restrain himself is, is the worst thing <laughs> for uh-huh. me about this film.
1: Okay, um, here are my two. I'm going to... Uh, uh it's very hard for me to pick one thing that i think is the best thing in this movie there's so many things to choose from none of which are very good um <laughs> i'm gonna say darth maul because i think he's kind of <sighs> f- scary looking i mean his dialogue when he does speak and he's dubbed with peter, peter seraphim yeah that's crazy um uh, look around you he doesn't say um it's not the dialogue because the dialogue's bad now we would have our revenge but it's just he jumps around and is cool in the in the fight and he looks scary and they don't give him anything to do and he has to ride on his dumb motorcycle and he sends the balls out to find people (laughs) you know boy he could have been a much more interesting they they really should have used him more because he was he was interesting i would have liked he added a little dash of of something that this movie what's his motivation again He's on a mission to find people and find the queen and, and kill her or because, bring her back. he's mean?
0: He does what yeah, his master tells him.
1: He does what is He's following orders, John.
3: Anyway, I thought he was cool. This is the best. That's the best I can do, John. Just let me have this, all right, okay? all right.
0: God, College
3: would have been a hell of a lot easier if I could have just sent the balls out to find people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so to speak.
0: <laughs>
3: so I was setting Steve up there. Steve knows I'm looking out for him.
1: Thank you, sir. Um i'm gonna say for my for my choice for the worst i'm gonna say i'm gonna say droids in all their forms are the worst look sir I think the, droids I think, the, I think the dumb joker droids what do you mean as I'm i said naked? the roger roger are 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 embarrassing and and bad um and and deflate a lot of scenes that could have had more um more menace, so to speak to them. <laughs> Then then we're actually there. I did like the battle droids, but the but the rope, the main droids I didn't like. I don't like the backstory for C-3PO. I, I, the fact that a, a kid's slave on Tatooine is building a protocol droid to, you know, serve tea and
2: is 3PO a kit? I mean, he's a standard model, but can you order him through the mail and then build him at home? Yeah, you get him from the,
3: the build-your-own pod, uh, pod racer people. Artificial intelligences are really cheap in this
0: universe. Hey, uh, buy a
2: protocol droid. <laughs> Dan, yeah. I just want you to do every podcast in that voice from now on.
0: <laughs> I thought you were against racism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do like uh, the fact that because he has no skin on, we see like things spinning inside him, because I always like to imagine... Because that's, that's how he worst, works, his like, wind-up. I, I well, I yeah, maybe Clockwork, so. That right. that would be cool. I, I always like to imagine that C three that PO was a real robot and not a guy in a suit, and so in this movie he sort of is. But in general, that whole retcon of him building C three PO which is totally unnecessary and stupid <laughs> and you know, the way most of the droids are two D two accepted because they it's very hard to screw him up because they can't write bad dialogue for him. Um I just I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah in, they can
2: CPO just repeats it as a question. Well, that's
1: <laughs> and it's pointless because they end up
6: wiping C3PO's memory anyway. So there's no reason for this to be right. the same C3PO. I love yeah. the
5: idea that it does provide hilarious, especially like at three o'clock in the morning after you've just watched this movie for the first time. Hilarious, like fodder for discussion. With no that scene in Empire Strikes Back where Boba Fett goes to shoot Chewie, Vader puts his hand down so he doesn't shoot C3PO because he remembers that C3PO was his droid that he built, and he would be sad <laughs> if he got killed. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally, sure that was it. Totally makes sense. I'm Everything
6: sure R2-D2 it. says in the first half hour of A New Hope is now very sarcastic because he recognizes Tatooine. Yeah. He's like, course. why are you going that way? That beeps, he says right after that, <laughs> is because this is where you were built, moron.
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. See? Again, R2-D2. But with more he's the best thing in this. Yeah.
4: He's delightfully starky.
1: He is. And we can put whatever we want in, in into his beeps instead of having to listen to the actual words. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a new, new Year's resolution. And like so many, it was ill-considered. And I regret <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but there it is. We did it. What have we learned? Nothing.
2: Roger Ebert gave the movie four and a half stars. <sighs> he,
4: no, no, not four and a half. Three and a
1: half. I can
6: talk
3: myself into liking anything. <laughs> you know, it's funny you yeah. say that, but it doesn't sound like you really like this movie that much, to be honest I, with you. I don't actively like it.
6: I've done a lot of work, and I've gotten to the point where I'm okay with it. You're And peace. I can watch it for bits I like.
0: That's Would good. you choose to watch this, like, voluntarily? I like, have. Just,
2: no. Yeah. S- s-
6: probably not right now, because I watched it last week. But I Will it you ever
2: watch it again?
3: Yeah. You know, I have to say the first the first time I watched this, having been primed with with so many bad things about it from other people, I I didn't mind it. I thought it was actually pretty okay and I could see showing it to my kids. And now that I've watched it again and I've actually seen some of the things I missed the first time, and, and I recognize how dismal it truly is. Uh, it was
2: worse than I remember. It, oh, it's a yeah. million times much worse. It was, it
0: was worse than I remember. And I've, I've seen this movie a lot, and I thought, I'm going to watch it. I came into it thinking, all right, I haven't watched this movie in so many years. I have the Blu ray version of it. Maybe I'll, I figured I would get some enjoyment out of some aspects of this, and maybe like, oh, it's not as bad as you thought. And it was the opposite. It was so much worse. I cannot, I'm going to, I feel like melting this, this disc now.
5: Well, good news, guys. Attack of the Clones is
3: way oh (laughs)
0: Look, it's no Hudson Hawk.
3: I literally remember absolutely nothing about Attack of the Clones. I've seen it three times.
5: I've seen it once. I saw it in the theater once. I've
3: not seen Attack of the Clones since then.
5: I've
1: seen Attack of the Clones three or four times and I I do like it a lot better than this movie No, oh, so. I can't I, I remember nothing about
5: yeah. that movie uh, are, that are we gonna do those me.
0: movies because yeah.
1: don't ask me
3: now <laughs> alright yeah, after two hours of this podcast yeah. give me some time he's too full
0: of hate he needs
3: to digest yeah, some yeah, I remember got, having yeah. bad
0: thoughts about Jason after finishing this movie
2: yeah I'm sorry. It's like pregnancy. You forget how bad it was so you can do it again. <laughs>
0: I will
3: also
5: take issue with all the poor Stockholm Syndrome people who claim that Revenge of the Sith is almost up to snuff with the original Star Wars movies because those people Eww. are full of crap. No. Oh, no! I liked it at
6: the time. No. I have not watched it since. And I well might I, I hate to say this. it that way. It's not good.
0: It's <laughs> very right.
5: much not good. I'm, I'm willing to believe you. Like, that sounds right. Search of feelings, etc. Et 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 do not et want! But, no. but <laughs> Wookiees... Yeah. Remember the too many lightsabers idea? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Incidentally, you you mentioned how you had kind of fallen into a hate bubble by the end of this film, John, and uh, were writing just uh, just burblings to yourself about how miserable you were. If you ever do watch the riff tracks of this film, more or less after the first 20 minutes, it's just that. It's just yeah. cursing and anger. I, see, I, I did
1: watch the riff tracks of this once, and, and my memory of it is... Wow! Not even not even listening to riff tracks can get me through this movie because it's it's that it's that bad. Like I I can't even listen to my little funny friends making jokes because really after twenty minutes it's just oh God
3: kill me from them and me. There's a lot more cursing in that than the average riff tracks and for obvious reasons. <laughs> All right, here it is.
1: It's a pact. This never happened. You never heard this. We never saw this movie. It doesn't exist. What movie? Hey, get
5: your
0: hand out of my
2: face. Are you waving your hand when you say that? <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: I am like the fog. What you say, Chief?
0: <laughs> yeah, my my wife asked me when I when she knew I was going to watch this for the for the thing. She asked me. She says She says, uh, "Well, can Alex watch it now, my son?" I said, "No." Why? Why would he like? Why? No. Why, why suddenly do the rules? Okay, the rules change just because I have to watch this. You know, for a podcast. No, the rules don't. No, it's not suddenly okay for our children. No, it does not exist. And it continues to not exist. I couldn't believe she even asked. It's Like so, something had <laughs> changed. Nope. <laughs> And, and no. then she said, oh, "I'm going to sit. I'm going to sit on the couch and watch it with you." I'm like, "Why would you do that?" And she didn't make it. She got up. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't do it.
1: <laughs> no, it can't be done. It can't be watched.
0: Well, why? Why would you do that? Why? It doesn't make any sense. The only reason would be
1: to be on a podcast where you talked about it. And now we've discharged our duty, so we'll never need to do this ever again.
5: Just for that, I'm watching it again right now. I'm going to go watch the droid. Everybody, watch the droid. Is
1: that a dance move? That's a different podcast. So I'd like to thank my guests who were great, and it was so awesome to talk <laughs> about this totally awesome, excellent movie with you all. What just happened? Dan Moran? thank you so much for sharing your perspective on this. Yippee. <laughs> Serenity Caldwell, thank you very much for being here. Yippee. Greg Moss, I know you wanted to be here desperately. I'm
2: so glad you could make it. You're on my list, Snell.
1: Monty Ashley, thank you very much for being here. Wizard, Jason. Wizard. (laughs) John Syracusa, thank you.
0: This is the end of the podcast, and now we are going to finish with it. (laughs) I I acknowledge
1: your response and ponder its meaning, and then consider have I asked everybody to say goodbye yet? And thought to myself, no, I have
3: not asked Steve Lutz yet. Steve Lutz. Thanks, Jason, so much for allowing me to revisit this film, Slamo. <laughs> that means slime ball in Sabalba speak. Just in case you missed, I, I'm sure yeah. that leaves
1: me. And so for everybody here at the incomparable—oh, incom- sorry—I should—I should rephrase that. Isa me <laughs> for everybody. I say, Incomparable, <laughs> I say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, we did it. <laughs>
3: what did we do? This is- <laughs> Hooray!
5: Guys, is, uh,
1: is this where the suicide pack kits in? Yeah.
3: Let's try drinking. That's a good trick.
1: <laughs> this has been the last episode of The Incomparable. <laughs> Goodbye. Everyone raise your glasses of Kool-Aid. This podcast is over.
3: Now this is podcasting. Here it is. <laughs> oh, If I could reach through this microphone, Steve Lutz. It had to be done. I'm sorry.